0: Greetings, everybody. Welcome to episode 147 of the Masterclass. My name is Cam Brennan. And this week I am joined by, you guessed it, the one and only David Hoag coming live to us from the land of Oz. Mmm, the magical place. I thought I had it in me to like wait a few
1: episodes before referencing that again, but it's just, it sounds so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about all that's cool, Kansas.
2: Yeah, I'm not
0: going to disagree with you there. No. I lived
2: there long enough to know.
0: Yeah. If, If at any point during this episode, listener, you hear a loud clapping or pounding noise, followed by the sounds of either disdain or victory, I have either missed the bug or finally slain my arch enemy. There's a little bug flying around my office, and it's making me
2: insane, and I cannot kill it.
0: Didn't get it. Anyways, this is episode 147 of the Masterclass, just in case you, you know, forgot that already. Um, Dave, how are you, man? What's up? How, how's
1: life? I'm good. We've had lots and lots going on. So uh, my son had brain surgery last week. No big deal. No big deal. So that went well.
0: But that's good to hear. Going well is
1: always good. Yeah, he's doing really well. And he has follow-up stuff here. Uh, next couple weeks. So we are anticipating that. And I actually started a new job today.
0: Well, that was today. Oh, today is the seventh. Oh my, I'm the worst. I'm the worst friend on the planet. I didn't even realize today was the seventh until you just said that. It's quite all right. Well, how much do you want to tell on the show? And then you can tell me more after.
1: I, you know, it, first day, you know, typical first day stuff. You go to HR.
0: You sit alone in the lunchroom, yeah, you know,
1: yeah, exactly so actually i I got my boss bought me chipotle, so I didn't have to eat alone in the lunchroom, oh, but yeah, I have very a very nice I have a fancy office, and I got uh fitted for new equipment and all kinds of fun stuff
0: is the equipment that you're using at your new precinct, I'm assuming it's called precinct or a new department. what's the right term department, yeah cuz just, there's just one department in this town. Mhm. Yep. Uh is it similar to what you had in your previous location or is it totally different?
1: Oh, it's it's very similar. It's very very. So, um I'm not I will not spend a majority of my time patrolling um and so um my uniform what I will wear most of the time is kind of a business casual or it'll be a more formal police uniform versus, Oh yeah. You know, uh, the, the guys that are on the street doing the job will have like an external best carrier and wearing ball caps and things like that. Whereas I will wear what I think people would think of as a traditional police uniform with, I still will have brass Mm -hmm. collar, collar brass and a badge and a brass name tag and a leather duty belt that you know, all that kind of stuff, whereas everything else is kind of nylon and that. So my equipment is the same because even though my role is different, um, I won't, uh, my old agency was more traditional in terms of what the patrol officers wear, wear, wore, still wear what I wore. um, But my office uniform, <laughs> and when I do go out on calls, will be more formal so that they kind of know that the big cheese has arrived. Exactly. Yep. So,
0: bow and my greatness, kiss my <laughs> ring. Yes. That's exciting, dude. I'm again. I'm very excited for you. And I feel like
1: a terrible friend. I knew the date, and I totally blew it. That's that's quite all right. And like I said, it's it, it's the first day, so there was not, you know, everybody's really nice to you, and <laughs> yeah, you haven't figured out which ones are the. uh
0: What's the phrase? The ones that deserve or need a little extra grace.
1: Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm very excited about the opportunity and it was, um, I think there's just, um,
2: yeah, a lot of opportunity. I think I already said that. So exciting. Yeah. How are things in your world? Outside of this bug that's trying to get in my beverage right now.
0: They're all right. I, uh, I was in Dallas over the weekend, and uh, all right, we left Thursday evening, and I remember checking the weather on, like, Tuesday for the upcoming weekend, kind of forgetting that I was leaving for Dallas in 48 hours. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, I got a lot to, you know, I got a lot of stuff I got to get done. I wonder what it's going to be like outside. I checked the weather. It's, like, high of, like, 66, low of, like, 42, and I'm like, Yes! God is good. God is great. Fall is here. The leaves are starting to turn. Then I remember, oh, yeah, I'm going to be in Dallas this weekend. It can't be that. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be 93. (laughs) A full 30 degrees warmer. Oh, my gosh. It was hot. And so I was down there for uh, a work.
2: two work things.
0: I work remotely, you know, from my office here. Um, but my, the people that I work for are based in Dallas. And then the, the main company headquarters
2: is in in Atlanta. So I went down
0: there for that and it was good. It was fun. Um, I guess I, I enjoyed it, but I just was like, oh, I cannot believe it's 93 degrees somewhere in October.
1: <laughs> Yuck.
2: And Dallas is like not it's North Texas.
0: What's it like in Houston, or you know, Austin or San Antonio, or you know, I guess Austin's pretty central, but anyways, you get my point. It's October. It shouldn't be ninety three degrees anywhere, you know, that far from the equator.
2: <laughs> but people live there, and they're giant houses. Yes, yep so i'm I'm all right, I'm all right. We uh should probably
0: just jump right in because we got a bit of a longer passage th- today. Okay.
1: And I think we're going to have a bit to talk about. So uh, would you do the honors? Sure. So we're looking at Romans 12, verse 9. I think it goes through 21. So bear with me as I read it aloud. Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good.
0: So I don't know what your first uh, reaction to that is, but like... My personality is usually when I'm given a bunch of rules to follow. I like get really annoyed that someone's telling me like how to live my life. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll follow your rules. Cause you know, I'm the firstborn and I'm a good rule follower. Mm. But so my first reaction usually is like, you're not my mom or you're not in charge. Okay, fine. I'll do your rules. Uh, but when I, when you were reading that, I was like, man, this is like, I was actually like really encouraged by that. Oh, and I, I know that I fall incredibly short on a lot of those things. And so usually my, my default would be to like get down on myself and beat myself up. But like, it just, as you were reading, it just felt like, wow, this is like, this is pumping me up. Like I have so much more room to grow and you know, so much more to learn, but man, this is like, I should read this every morning. Like that would be a great way to start my day. And that was just, that's an unusual reaction for me when I'm told how to live my life by somebody else, you know? Mm -hmm. So found that to be interesting and odd at the same time.
1: Sure. You know, and I think that the kind of what to in simplest terms for what stands up to me is this, it's kind of, even as I'm saying it, I have to laugh a little bit. It doesn't seem complicated when you, on initial, when you hear it. Isn't that kind of the trick, right?
0: <laughs> yes. And A lot of the stuff isn't that complicated. It's just not necessarily like the funnest or the most, you know, mm-hmm. uh, immediately satisfying stuff, right? Right.
1: And you know, and then the other thing is, is I, I will certainly own this and say, um, I, I don't do it, um, and and again. I think there's an element of I don't do it, but I don't hear it and go, "Oh, I could never do that." Um, I go, "Well, that's pretty easy." I mean, that's why is it so difficult for me? And then I, I think too, um, if I could paint with a, uh, you know, broad brush, I, I don't feel like I see a lot of this in those of us who claim to be Christians today. I feel like there's, you know, the verse that stood out to me is um as far if if possible so far as it depends on you live peaceably with all. And I certainly don't feel like I see that in much of what I see going on in the
2: world.
0: Right <laughs> tell whatever could you mean by that Dave? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, sounds like a setup there. Oh, uh, no, I would
0: never set you up or put you on the spot. That's not what I do at all.
1: So uh, one of the, as I was sharing with you uh, before we hit the record button was um, I, you know, for those of you who haven't figured it out, I'm, I am in law enforcement. I am a police officer and uh, I've been one for 17 years and um, I would consider myself somebody that desires to do what, Jesus calls us to do, what God has created us to be in terms of this life. And, um, there, there are certainly a lot of things that I, I struggle with and I wrestle with and, um, but, but recently, um, in the news was a story of a female police officer in Dallas who, uh, a year ago uh went to her went to the wrong apartment uh she was a floor above hers and when she got there um she was trying to go to her home she was apartment try- yeah right? i'm sorry she was trying to go to her okay. home apartment yeah uh she noticed the door was ajar and that raised her suspicion she went in uh when she went into the apartment there was a black male uh inside the apartment and um, basically she started, she drew her duty weapons, started giving and him, the officer is a white female, right? A white female. Yeah. Okay. Started giving him orders and he continued to, uh, approach her. And as he continued to approach her, she ended up shooting him and killing him. Uh, she was tried with murder. She was tried with murder, tried for murder. She was tried for murder. Uh, she was found guilty. Uh, given ten years, a ten-year sentence, uh, which I think she's a bit up for, eligible for parole in five years. Um,
0: that's insane to me. But we'll talk about that in a second. It is insane,
1: but it's that's I. I the thing I will say is, is that's fairly common. Doing ten in murder cases, mm-hmm, doing less than ten years. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. In we'll this talk, yeah. in this day and age, that I would say, yeah, that's fairly common. So, um, as she was being sentenced, the brother of the victim, um, I don't know. I, I guess they have a, a, an opportunity to address the family, and the brother of the victim basically told her that he forgave her, uh, shared the gospel that she needed Jesus, which is absolutely true um and then requested if he could hug her and so he hugged her and she cried and uh you know one of the things i will say through this whole thing is is she has been very remorseful for what happened and even from the minute she realized that she was in the wrong apartment it was very clear that she was just distraught over the entire thing um and then the second thing that occurred was the judge who is a black female uh actually uh, came down from the bench and uh, gave the woman a hug, and then also gave her a Bible. And as I've seen the commentary um, about this on social media, uh, it it has been a very divisive topic. In mm-hmm. that, um, and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of be general, but I, not completely general, because I I think this is fair in terms of who I saw saying what uh white evangelicals in particular seem just overly joyed about uh you know the idea of the gospel being presented and uh the message of forgiveness and uh you know that's that's what jesus would want to have happen um at the same time um i've i've noticed that those in the african American community that people of color um have basically been disturbed over uh the quickness with which the forgiveness was given, and that uh, it plays into this larger narrative of um, people of color have feel like they have been forced over the 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 story over our history in this country to be quick to forgive to kind of um be submissive, to be, you know, in this place of, and I'm sure I'm not doing it justice, so I apologize. And if somebody would like to use a better um, phraseology or identifying what this is of just that, um, it, it felt a little too quick. It it felt, Mm -hmm. it felt a little too, um, because she's white, because she's female, um, kind of being let off easy, and that um, there's an injustice being done when we forgive so quickly and so quickly allow her to kind of you know be forgiven, I guess um, that it 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 undermines what white privilege, you know, actually does to people in this country. It undermines that 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 there are other bigger issues. Uh and, you know, obviously we have things like Black Lives Matter, which um I don't necessarily agree with the organization or the movement, but I understand the concept or I can appreciate the concept or I'm sure you're all anybody that's listening is like, thanks for the favor there, Dave, of (laughs) but um I don't completely disagree that it does seem like well I'm not going to even say that. I agree that you can point to things in our history that would indicate that black lives do not have the importance that white lives have in our country. So
0: I, I think that's a given.
1: And so anyway, it just it, this, you know, like I said, on, on the surface it seems really easy um to say hold fast to what is good, and I think in in again I think we would come up with a very long list of things that we all agree on what is good. But I I guess I'm just intrigued. I'm I'm wanting to learn. I want to know more about those things that uh, maybe traditionally I have held as good thought were good things, and um, maybe the lens that I view those things through could be
2: adjusted so yeah totally
0: agree with that last part there of of and and it goes back to something that you said repeatedly on the show like what do i think that i have right that i actually have wrong
2: Mm -hmm.
0: so how how can how can i learn from my experience right of of my life and, and how god has chosen to act in my life but then how can i broaden that perspective and that view with you know, information and in relationships with other people that have lived completely different lives than I have. Mm-hmm. And that broadens our perspective about God and about humans and about, you know, life and all. And that's, yeah, 1 million percent. Um, I do want to go back and talk about that story a little bit though, because that's crazy. I mean,
2: I my first thought is how do you not know you're
0: in someone else's apartment? But I realize, you know, intellectually, not, not necessarily experientially, not even, definitely not experientially as an officer. The second, I'm assuming, you can correct me if I'm wrong. The second she thinks someone has broken into apartment, she goes into full on defense mode. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's easy to judge and say, Oh, there's not the right pillows or there's not the right painting or the couch is in a different spot. Right. But like I would imagine if you assume that there is someone has broken into your apartment and you're an officer like if someone's broken into my apartment, I'm just going the other direction and calling the cops, right? Cuz I don't have the training. Mhm. So I imagine this particular uh officer was like, "Okay, well, I know what I'm doing, so I'm going to go in and figure it in Anyways. So that, my, that was my first thought and I thought, "Okay, that's a dumb thought to have cuz that doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't bring this guy back. It doesn't, you know, explain what or say what happened." But 10 years
2: for an innocent guy's life seems not okay. I would agree. And like I, I get that it was an accident, right? And that she was mistaken. But an innocent guy died in his own home. Exactly. Did nothing wrong. Right.
0: I mean, you can nitpick whether he should have walked towards her or not, but that doesn't change the fact that he died innocent in his own home. Trying to figure out why this person had a gun pointed at him. Right. Like just, oh my gosh, that's heartbreaking. It's terrible. Um, and is it good that, that this officer was remorseful? Yeah, of course, obviously, but that doesn't change what happened, right? No. Oh, is no. it? And I've never had anyone in my life murdered. I, I've had people in my life die, but not, you know for that reason so i'm i'm walking in you know i'm i'm speaking about things that i don't know so you know whatever i say please take with with that in mind
2: um but i i do want to address the part of of that story where you said that the the brother shared the gospel with this officer
0: and then gave her a hug, and then the judge came down and she gave her a Bible. And I get the response of the white evangelicals in this sense of like, yay, this is good. This is, you know, this is what forgiveness should be. This is how it should look. Great for those people, especially the brother. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, if someone murdered my sister, one of my sisters in their apartment, there's not a chance
2: on the planet, that in the moment in the courtroom, I would have the
0: barring an act of God, right? That I would have the desire to share the gospel with the person that killed my sister. I'd be like, God, strike him dead now. Hmm. Oh, better yet, better yet, make them suffer in prison for 70 years. Oh, wait, it's only a 10 year sentence. Okay, yeah, just kill him now because what's the point, right? Like, I would. And so I, 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 when I see how the brother acted in that situation, it, it encourages me because that's a person doing an incredibly hard thing, right? Like we talked about how this, this passage is like, oh, well, that's kind of easy just to do the right thing. This guy did the right thing in an incredibly difficult situation in time. And that should be commended. Mm -hmm. And that should be an example to all of us. You know, his brother was murdered and he was able to do this. How about like, maybe I don't flick off the person who steals my parking spot at the shopping, you know, the grocery store. There's a good step forward, right? Right. But like, it should be commended because it's an incredible example of God's love and mercy and grace and forgiveness impacting people in a real time, in a real place, in a horrible scenario, Mm. you know? I wish God that sort of stuff happened more in courtrooms because if there's any place that people need Jesus, it's in a courtroom and in a funeral home, right? Right. Where they need, they need to understand that there's more to all of this. And so, but at the flip side,
2: I see to a certain extent, um,
0: the African American um, uh, response that you that you said you saw on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is just white people being happy that a white person got forgiven. Mm-hmm. And I again, I like, I get that because if the tables were turned and a black officer walked into a white person's apartment that they thought was theirs and murdered the white person, would how would that shake out now? We can't predict the future, but we can look at the past and go, it probably would not have shaken out this way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They probably, maybe, maybe they get 10 years, probably more. Right. But maybe they're an upstanding officer and they make one like you, you play this. What if game, but the point is when, This happens, and the white evangelicals go, yay, hurrah, woohoo, forgiveness is good, yay. Would they be that excited and that vocal if it was a black person being forgiven in the same situation?
1: Yeah, I I mean, let's even... Now, don't get
0: me wrong. If it was a white person doing the forgiving, they'd be like, yay, we like black people. See, we're not awful. And I just... There's, there's so many sides to this, right? Oh, and yeah. so many, like, it's like, just the more you look at it, the more, you, cause then there's the whole, well, should this is too, forgiveness is too quick here. And I want to be like, no, forgiveness is never too quick. But at the same time I get, I think, I mean, again, I'm a white guy, so I, I don't
2: have the,
0: the context that a lot of the people that you were saying this said from have, right? I just don't, I can't have it. I didn't grow up that way. I don't live, I don't live that,
2: you know, that life. Um,
0: but we, we can't look at someone sharing the gospel with someone in a, a broken person in a broken position and say, ah,
2: that's too quick. There's, there's, there's not like, there's not a shelf life on forgiveness, right? Like, it should happen immediately,
0: because that's what God does. Mm-hmm. That's what God has called us to. So you, you can still forgive, but still be able to press on with the cause of bringing equality two places where it doesn't exist. Those are not two separate things or two um, opposite things. A a black man can forgive a white woman for murdering his brother and not sacrifice the hard work that folks uh, that black folks are doing to ensure in the future that black people have equal standing, equal opportunity in education and in life. It, those two things should go together. They should not be opposite, right? Where, where God goes, the push for equality and equal representation and human, like all of that stuff should go together. And so when I see someone saying, uh, we can't be that quick to forgive. We need to see justice. You can have forgiveness and justice in the same, like God is big enough to handle forgiveness and justice at the same time. And to let forgiveness lead the way for justice to come,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it doesn't have to be the other way around.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry, I just talked for like, ten minutes straight, but it just it just it this it matters so much.
1: You know, and how we phrase things matters. And in- yeah, so it and again, I you know, I'm not. I guess I'm kind of okay with being at this place of just I don't have the answer. Um it's it's making me realize um that I I eat, you know, I view the world through a certain lens and I, again, just as as we talk about this verse of well, it's it's titled Marks of the True Christian.
2: And so, um, I think
1: sometimes, well, I think frequently there, there's an idea of what words mean to different people. And so, Hmm. yeah, you know, and just things like rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be, be constant in prayer. And I just wonder how many people reads, you know, the phrase, be patient in tribulation. And their tribulation is, you know, their cell phone doesn't work. Um, <laughs> you know, their, their idea of tribulation is, you know, for, for that matter, it, it could be a huge inconvenience. Their tr- idea of tribulation is, is their car didn't start today, you know? And it's like, okay, as frustrating as that is, and it can surely affect your day and, and have an impact on your job and things like that, is that really tribulation? And, um, you know, or even the idea of bless those who, who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Um, I've always had a hard time with the term persecute, because, and I think we've talked about this on the show before, of, I don't think I've truly ever been persecuted. You know, not yeah. the way, not what that word uh, really means. Um so, yeah, and, and and I, I again, I, I think another thing I just seem to come across a lot with Christians is this idea of God will always bless you. You know, if you're seeking him and you're trying to be good and you're doing the right things, that your life will always be blessed. And when I say blessed, I, what I mean is material things and your comfort and... Yeah,
0: no, the Bible contradicts that about 75 times.
1: Right. And so, but again, I, I, I still think I, or I feel like I have experienced in the church that that's what people, that that's, I, I've heard it preached. I've heard that <laughs> said, and, you know, and so I, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to be dead horse on this, but it just really is, um. Such a complex, as simple as it is, it is so complex. And I'm trying to kind of take a a step back and realize that, you know, and I'm being a little tongue in cheek with some of my examples, but I know I'm have taken these words probably not to mean uh, what Paul intended when he was writing to Christians in the early church who truly were being persecuted, who Truly, did have tribulations that I can't understand, and then, for that matter, people that live in our world today uh, that have not had the same life that I have had. Um, and again, I I don't think I need to apologize for who I am. I don't think I even need to um, do things differently, but maybe just be more conscious conscious of um what the deeper meaning is
0: of this mhm so yeah this is i'm going to have to spend some more time with this passage over the next, you know, days and weeks because it really is just such a
2: good solid reminder, you know, of what is important and what is not important. to treat people
1: yeah and uh, again this this you know idea of in verse 16 it says live in harmony with one another and i'm not overly vocal about people with people that disagree with me or have a different ideology than me but I, i certainly don't strive to live in harmony i mean I don't, I don't think I pursue that. Uh, I think I, I simply have more of it. Well, I have, I have the ability to just sort of go, well, fine, I don't need you in my life. Like, I'm just, you know, if, if we don't agree, and then instead of making an effort to live in harmony, I'm just not going to engage with you. I'm just going to ignore you. I'm going to, you know.
0: <laughs> yes, it is better to love you from afar than to hate you from close, David.
2: Hmm. Well,
0: that was an uh, interesting discussion. Sure. <laughs> I'll take that as a no. No, it wasn't cam. Yes, it was.
1: <laughs> no, sure. and 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 it, and uh, you know, I would love to hear from people that that disagree with us or one of us or both of us, you know?
2: Oh yeah. I, I would say because
0: we broached, not because we talked about what race and forgiveness and the gospel and, and reconciliation and, and real stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like real life stuff and stuff that matters and stuff that is going to, you know, based on on how we handle it with this generation is going to shape the next two generations to come on how uh racial reconciliation happens and how like relations you know police to civilian and uh you know white to black and you know hispanic and just like it like, there's so much there that we talked about that we just kind of like danced on top of there's it's such a deep well and there's so much that that I know I can learn from other people about this because I know that my experience is my experience, right? But it's limited to to what I went through, and what I went through is different because I grew up as an upper middle class white kid in a nice suburb, mm-hmm. and that that doesn't make me a monster, uh, and it doesn't mean that I did not experience real pain, but it means that I saw a sliver of life. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that sliver of life is real to me, but it is not the whole pie. And I am hungry to learn more about the rest of the pie. And And I've been blessed in, in my experience to, to gain perspective into other parts of it, but there are still some gaping holes that I would really, really, really want to learn about. And so if there was ever a time where you thought, man, I really, I, I these guys, they missed this or they they screwed this up, or I just I have such a different take on this. N- this is the time to share it, because this is the time where we can share those different slices of the pie with each other, and hopefully all gain a better perspective on, you know, what it, what it means to be alive and what it means to be a follower of Jesus now mm-hmm. when all this stuff is happening. So that was way more long winded than I <laughs> wanted to be. The whole point is. This is this is a prime opportunity for people to call in and share. Uh, call in on the number in the show notes, leave a voicemail, or uh, email us. That link is in the show notes. Um, or you can tweet at Dave, or you can find me on Instagram. Um, not to, like, follow me. I don't want to, like, that's, it's not about that. It's just, it's about connection. So whatever way you feel most uh, con- uh, comfortable connecting with us, that's the goal. It's not to boost follower counts because that's stupid. It's it's about meeting people and and building relationships and connecting. So, however you want to do that, you are henceforth invited to do so.
2: And please do. Yeah, you know, like I said, it's you know,
0: meeting new people is great. So, we like it. Yes. Um, that's most of the business. The second part of the business is show notes, supermegacorp.net slash masterclass slash 147. Or if you're listening on your phone or tablet or computer, you, you already know where the show notes are. They're, they're right there. And if you don't see them, just swipe or scroll. You'll find them. They'll be
2: there, I promise. Any parting thoughts, David? You know, I think my my parting thought is, um,
1: talking about it, or maybe more accurately, just posting on social media about it is not enough. Um. <laughs> I'm laughing because
0: I agree. Sorry.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, so you know, my thought is, is I, you know, I I think those things all have its place because it, it post on social media caused me to kind of, you know, take a different look, but ultimately it, it comes down to, um, making a difference, making a change, um, you know, um, getting ourselves out of our comfort zone and, um, not just kind of preaching from behind the screen, but actually engaging with other people and,
2: Yeah, it
1: it is
0: so much more about connecting with people and learning and sharing and showing grace with people in real life, right, Mm -hmm. than it is about being a keyboard warrior and having all these hot takes online, you know, that get you lots of likes from people that think the same as you do well congratulations like right oh you fear god oh so do the demons right like whoopty freaking do <laughs> you got people that agree with you liking your stuff that's great fantastic but what, what's more valuable is being able to sit across the table from someone who disagrees with you completely and leave the conversation as friends yes yes right absolutely that is a that is a that is a skill that we are losing and as much as dave and i agree about a lot of stuff that does not mean that me and him are not looking to learn from people who disagree with us. Yep. It just so happens that Dave and I agree a lot. <laughs> yes. And honestly, and that was never the goal, no. right? Like, that doesn't, that doesn't make good content per, <laughs> you know, the rules, right? You gotta have two people that, like, you know, hate each other on these things. But, like, we really like each other, which is why we talk. But, um, yeah. I'm just gonna stop talking now because <sighs> I still am not good at podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Anyways, I think we're gonna we're gonna call that little tumble there the end of the show. Alrighty. Um Yeah. Thanks. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Dave. I forgot. So you remember last week how we talked, we we asked people if they had listened to all the shows or at least a hundred shows to let us know. Uh huh. Somebody let us know. Oh,
1: wow.
2: One, Nicholas Coates,
0: the best man in my wedding, <laughs> and I was the best man in his wedding. So he's, he's, holding, it, he's holding it steady, has listened to every single episode oh, wow. of the Masterclass. He has a She Bears t-shirt. That's how long he's been around. That's very cool. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, so Nick, my, my longstanding uh friend um from from college and 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 hence you know forth through the rest of I don't who says henceforth, Dave? <laughs> the point is, uh we said last episode that if you had listened to all the episodes or at least a hundred of them to let us know because we wanted to show you some love and do something special for you. So Nick let us know that he's listened to uh 146 of the previous 146 episodes. Which is un believable so nicholas you already know this you're a wonderful man he just had uh they just had their third kid and his first son a couple months ago congratulations um so he is he is you know thick in the throes of of three children at this point um but dude i appreciate it you're awesome love you very much and uh we'll do something cool for you i agree
2: so That being said, if anybody else wants to join that elite club, let us know. Yes. All right. Until next time. Be good. Bye. Bye.